Hey everybody, you are listening to the Church Theology Podcast, a podcast on the church for the church. My name is Kirk Miller, and here today I have with us one of Crossway's missionaries that we support, our missionary uh, in Brazil, Nelson Salviano. Welcome to the Church Theology Podcast, Nelson. Well, thank you, Kirk. Uh, hello, everybody. It's good to be here. It's, it's good to be able to to keep uh, communication even as far as we are. I know. Isn't it incredible that we're able to do this? Nelson and I have the video on and we can see each other's face and it's remarkable that we have this sort of technology. Um, so I thought as we, in the past, we had uh, Jeff on, one of our missionaries, and we were able to talk to him about his ministry and share with the church that way. I thought it would be neat to do that with Nelson, and Nelson agreed to come on and to be able to talk about his ministry that we support financially as a church in Brazil. Um, so the Salvianos, Nelson Salviano and his family, they are located in, tell me if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Belo Horizonte, Brazil. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Good. Good enough. Okay. So in 2004, Nelson Salviano started a pastoral training program there called Escale. And through Escale, Nelson travels throughout Brazil to um, even to remote areas, leading seminars that help train existing pastors in their ability to understand and to preach God's word. Nelson, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe a little bit about your family, how you came to faith, things like that. Yes. Um, I am one of 13 children, and uh, we, I, we were very poor when I was born. And, of course, as everybody also were in Brazil, uh, I was born in a, Catholic, a Roman Catholic house, family. And as I grew up, I met Jesus when I was 17 to 18 years old, uh, and after two years working uh, with drug addicts, helping them to come off drugs, I I felt the calling to go to a seminary, and after that, um, after four years there, I decided to to help pastors in different locations. I didn't want to go to these big cities. I want to go to small places and help pastors. I, I didn't want to be a pastor myself. I, I, I always wanted to be with them, a uh, kind of assistant to them uh, and help in whatever I could. So by doing that, I, I saw that uh, God was calling me to help them by training some pastors in in order to to preach the Bible faithfully, so that was the way I started um, our ministry, just by teaching here and there, not not very organized. So after um, uh, ten ten years later, ten years I left Bible college. I met Marcia and we got married. So uh, I saw many of our my friends getting married straight away, leaving a seminary. They want to get married. They don't want to be a pastor, a single pastor. 
But that was the way the Lord led me to be single for 10 years after my graduation. And during that time, I, I helped many church as, mission, as a missionary or as an assistant pastor. So I met Marcia and we have two children, Camila and Andre. Both of them are grown-ups now. Andre is 20 and Camila, Andre is 23 and Camila 25. Camila is married and Andre is going to get married in May. So hmm. coming now, up. Now it's just me and Marcia living mm -hmm. in Belo. <laughs> in few in few months will be like that. So that is my family. And I met Jesus um, in a way that I was so weak in my soul, so desperately. I, I, I felt so lonely living with 13, 12 brothers and sisters, my father and my mother. But it was a home with lots of arguments, lots of uh, fighting, and there was no peace at all. Until the uh, and one day I, I I just prayed by myself. I said, Lord, if you you exist, please show me and show me a way. And after a, a while, I I just became a Christian. And from that time on, everything changed. Not only in my life, but in my whole family. Each of them started going to church and their lives were also changed by, uh, by meeting Jesus. So I think that is mostly what I want to say about me and my family. Great. So Nelson, can you tell us a little bit more about the history of your ministry in Brazil from its very start up until the present? Maybe tell us, maybe start off by telling us what exactly is Escale? Escale is an abbreviation for a school for enabling Christian leaders. It's the same as uh, climbing. Escale is a, a, a Portuguese word that also means climbing. Okay. Yes. But it's gotcha. an abbreviation for the school for capacitating or enabling uh, Christian le leaders. Uh, as I was doing that without organization, I was just going here and there, uh, training pastors. I One day I decided that that was going to be my ministry um, after uh, a trip to, to England. And I there I, I, I took a training with the Proclamation Trust on expository preaching. And I thought that is what I want to be doing. I want to help the pastors in Brazil to preach expositorily. So after three years in England with Marcia and, and the children, we came back to Brazil and uh, we started by training leaders in a church in a particular church that opened the door for us. But after less than one year, the pastor of that church didn't want it, 
us there anymore. He said that uh, we were training people to be better than them, than him. Uh, actually, <laughs> we wanted him to be in the classroom, but he didn't want. He wants to send his people, and and he said that we were training them to be better than him, and he couldn't accept that. So we left, and we rented a a, a room in in downtown, and we have classes every night from from. 7 to 10 o'clock in the evening. But as the year passed, the number of students declined. And mm. we were offering good training. And some, some of them, we could even pay for their, uh, their transport, their bus to come to downtown. And we were offering everything for them to come, but they didn't want to come anymore. And the number were declining. Um, so we, we understood that we, we had to close that room in the downtown and start by training them where they are. So we said, well, we, we, don't, we are not going to pay for a renting place, but we are going to see who wants the training and we go there and train them. By doing that, we saw the, the ministry simply booming because uh, we realized that that was the way the Lord wanted us to do. The sort of people we want to train, they, they don't want to come to classrooms anymore. They are old people. They, they have never been to a, 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 a classroom for, for longer as an adult. And by going where they are, we realize that they are so easy and they are in their place. They, they ask questions and we, we feel at home with them. So what we do now is we go first in the church, in a particular church, in a particular region. We want to, we, we heard about a person who is there doing a good job, but he doesn't have, have any training. So we go there, we make friendship. And then after a while, we offer the training and we discuss what do you want us to, to teach? What do you, do you need? Most of them would say, I want to preach better. I want to know what to preach. And I, I, I struggle to understand the Bible when I open a text and I want to preach, I end up by preaching only text that is easy for me to, to preach. So most of them would say that. Most of them would say that people are leaving the church because they don't like uh, listening to his sermons anymore. So we then prepare the the package of training. And when it's far away, we go for 10 days or two weeks training extensively, intensively, sorry. And when it is here in the region, we have here in, in our house, we have a classroom. This place here is also a classroom. We have oh, yeah. a, I see that. Oh, wow. That's nice. Uh, 
some chairs, and is also my uh, my study room. And yeah. so those who live nearby, they came to this place, and we have a, a kind what we call nucleus, one nucleus in here. Uh, usually we have two or three happening in Belo region, and we have one or two happening far away uh, where we have to go and stay there for two weeks. Uh, praise yeah. God that nowadays we have some friends that are helping. Some of them uh, learned with us and are with us since 2003, 2004 when we started and became one of our members of our team. And praise God that we can rely on friends like that. We have a group of trained guys that can go and do the training with us uh, here or far away. Yeah, that's really neat to hear. And when you were in England um, with uh, Proclamation Trust, were you learning under Dick Lucas? Yes. Dick Lucas yeah. was one of the teachers, David Jackman uh, and the other oh, yeah. guys there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, to give our to give our listeners um, a sense of that, if you're if you're listening to this as a member of Crossway, um, that's a lot of ministry that that has. So Proclamation Trust is a ministry that is um, has had influence and kind of has been replicated in some other ministries that our church has participated in, like Charles Simeon Trust. And yes. some other ministries that do similar things like Word Partners, TLI, they seem to have had a lot of influence on sort of this training in expository preaching. So you had your training there and you're doing um, something, a similar sort of ministry. Um, a scholar would be sort of of the same branch of teaching and training in expository ministry. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. There are yeah. some groups that we would train uh, train on basic the theology. Sure, sure. Yes. And other groups that would say, uh, we, we see that they, they have done already some basic theology. They know uh, they have been to some kind of training. So we teach them. Uh, we spend a year talking about uh, expository preaching. But everything, Kirk, started when we came back from England, me, my wife, and the children, and I started a kind of um, preacher's club. Uh, I forgot to, to tell that that was the way that we really felt uh, uh, training people on preaching. We started this preacher's club. That means we, we go to a certain uh, room in a church, in downtown, and we listen to each other preaching. Preaching. Okay. Yeah. And then we discuss about the preaching, and then we realize that we need to know more about interpreting the Bible, finding the the big idea of the text, and seeing the structure, the context, and we discussed it among us, and it was from that group that we said we have to spread it. We, we can't stay only as in a club of pastors preaching 
to themselves, but we have to do it to, to go and help others. And that was the way that Escali started. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's similar sort of um, to folks who might be from Crossway listening to this, similar to the sort of work we do in what we call our text group, where we're trying to help people learn how to read their Bibles better by looking for the big ideas you said um, with structure, context, all those sort of things. So um, you're bringing that training to pastors in in Brazil. Um, and so let's see, you, you've explained kind of how Escale got started a little bit. It started kind of more grassroots and organic and, and ended up, you ended up kind of formalizing the ministry. Um, you saw it, as you said, initially it was kind of a, a model where people came to you and all met together, but then you realized it was much more efficient and better for the people you're working with to actually go out to them. And so sometimes you're reaching people who are nearby, maybe in the city, but other times you're going to more remote areas of Brazil and traveling to them, establishing friendships. Sounds like you're, you kind of go case by ba- case by case, depending on the needs of the pastor. Like if they need some doctrinal instruction first, or if you can jump into expository preaching, um, what is maybe, um, is there any other things you'd want to say about the sort of work that you do with a scale, um, that, the, that the ministry involves? Yes. Um, of course, when we go to these regions far away and in the very interior of Brazil, we travel through very bad roads and we get to places where there are many poor people there. And yeah. we have seen the need also to bring something like food, clothes, right. and other items to help these people. So that is something new for us. We didn't want to, to mixture the social with this spiritual uh, training, but we, we saw the, the, the need that some pastors linked to Scali are having in these places. They don't have salary. They have to work the whole day and then prepare uh, sermons for, for Sunday night, Sunday morning. Uh, it, it's very difficult for them. So we are engaging, engaging in helping them somehow to finding people wanting to help this pastor here, finding others to sending some goods uh, we have seen things like that in the ministry nowadays. Um, there are lots of young people coming to, to, to learn how to preach, how to interpret the Bible. And there are, at least I can think of two of them that went to Bible college after being with us. And, and they decided to go to uh, a training, uh, a further training. And we have at least two good examples of uh, young people that took the training with us and now is pastoring a church. There is one that he, is for, he has concluded his uh, graduation two years ago, and he is now being ordained. He's going to be ordained pastor this year. 
And, but he started with us. Everything started because he came to learn the Bible and he, he felt that the Lord was calling him for that kind of ministry. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I know like occasionally you'll, you'll send me, uh, you'll text me over WhatsApp or send me pictures over email or something. And it seems like at times you guys are doing all sorts of different things to try to meet people's needs, even physical needs, as you come there to try to teach them how to read the Bible as well. How, ha- how would you say that the ministry of Escale has changed over the years? Have you seen things? Has it, has it changed? Has it ba- remained mainly the same? Or have you seen things develop and um, things like that? I have, I have seen it growing and being well respected uh, by others now. Of course, we okay, are not yeah. well known in the whole country, but those who know us, they, they speak good about us, they respect us, and they tell about us to others. That is one thing that we, 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 we have seen the change, because in the beginning was that doubt, who are these people, what they want to do, but right, now we, right. we are uh, respected, uh, and uh, from the north to the south of Brazil, people are telling others about us uh, who ha- who met meet us tell others what we are go- doing and that is very good and we have we have had helped from crossway milwaukee and crossway bristol and that help has been so good in a way that Apart from providing for the ministry and also for our family, we are able to help these pastors by uh, buying books with good discounts, filling the car with books, with clothes that people donate. And we go to these uh, regions um, where they don't have a book. They hardly have a Bible, a good Bible to read. So I see that, that the ministry has grown in a way that we have seen the real need, which is far bigger than it was before when we first uh, thought of it. Yeah. They need books. They need uh, counseling. They need someone to talk. Uh, they are far away, they are forgotten in these regions, and no one wants to go there because uh, a well-trained pastor seems wanting to be in a big city, doesn't sure. want to go in this region where there are, there are so much needs. And I see that our ministry has grown into these areas of being able to to talk to these pastors and being uh, 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 listening to them, talking to them nearly every week by phone or by WhatsApp and meetings like that. And I see that we have been growing a sense of seeing that the need is wider than we thought. Yeah. You, you've mentioned, um, I think it's helpful for 
people to know, like you do ministry with some pastors nearby you in the city, but then like you recently, we helped raise some money as well as some others for you to buy a new vehicle because you guys are traveling essentially, you know, through, I don't know what you guys would call like thick forest. Um, uh, and to, to get to these more remote areas where, like you said, there's a lot more poverty and maybe less training. So talk to us about, um, so you kind of have a, a, you're a wide range of people you're ministering to in different contexts, but talk to us a little bit about like, what are the sort of pastors and individuals that you're, that you're working with? How would you describe some of the people that you're able to minister to? Well, uh, I would describe, uh, that in the way that they are, definitely called by the Lord to do the, the ministry, to preach mm. the word. They are good communicators. They mm. gather people. They have hearts for the people, but they lack understanding. They don't have um, any sort of training. Sure. And they live far away. Some of them have lots of children and they are doing the ministry and working at the same time to to uh, to raise uh, money for for the family so I, I i would say that they are poor very poor they ministry to poor people and they are struggling among the people uh, by a, a struggling uh, as the people are struggling financially and, and, and struggling life, they are also there living among them. So, and they don't have any hope of someone coming and helping them. Uh, when we come and say we want to be here for one week, for two weeks, we want to preach, we want, we want to train your leaders, we want to talk to you. They are so happy about that. And, and so I would say that there are people who are doing a great job in very needy areas where uh, there are lots of people who would never hear the gospel if it wasn't for these people, for these pastors. Mm -hmm living among them. Yeah. Is there, um, as you think about over the years in the, the ministry, um, how many years have you been, have you been doing Escali, uh, either informally or formally? 2004. 2004. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's quite a while at this point, um, over 15 years. Um, as you look back, can you think of some of the ways that you've been able to see God, um, just do do some amazing things over these years or maybe some particular examples of some uh, of, of particular people that have been especially impacted by the ministry and helped? Yes. Well, we have seen several uh, people being impacted by the ministry of Scali. There are people who, as I said, who would never think think of going to uh, full-time ministry, but they are now, because they, they started with us, they, they had a training with us, and they want to, 
to have further training and they want to dedicate their lives to the ministry. Um, and there are others like Pastor Aparecido, one guy who was living here in Belo in a slang, in a shanty town. And after his, his son was killed there in the shanty town, after two years, he felt that he couldn't stay there anymore. And uh, we were helping him and we find a place for him to start a church in, in, in the north of, of our state, in a very dry land. And he got the vision, went there, and he planted the church there. And we've been going there every year, at least once. We go and visit him and stay with him and with his people. So Pastor Aparecido, who was here, and his ministry was not uh, developing well because he was depressed. And, and, and he felt of, of going to another uh, place far away and plant a church. And that was something that we, we see that was by Scali's help and, and, and being with him, he, he decided to do that. And we've been helping him uh, every year. Um, nice, yeah. And there are several uh, people that have been impacted even in a way of preaching. There are pastors that came to me and say that uh, he used to preach in a way that he himself felt was boring because it was <laughs> always the same thing, the sure. same ending, the same conclusion, the same kind of appeal and application. And after being with us, he, he says that uh, he, he has something different to the congregation every time and he sees that the people are um, happy with that they are remaining in the church and they are glad uh, he is there preaching so this is sort of in, impacts in in the ministry that we have seen yeah what does your partnership with crossway milwaukee mean to you and what value do you feel that you get out of the partnership with us well Crossway Milwaukee uh, has been our friends, I think, for more than 10 years, I believe, since the beginning, I would say 2007 or 8, I don't know, but it was a long time ago. And, and uh, our partner, uh, partnership with Milwaukee, Crossway Milwaukee, has been in a way that uh, we feel here that you are there far away praying for us, thinking mm -hmm. about our ministry and talking about us, talking about what we need mm -hmm. here, what we are doing here. And so apart from uh, the financial help, which uh, Crossway sends every month to us, apart from that, we know that uh, what really is a joy for us is that you pray for us 
and and are always asking how we are and and asking for our prayer requests. And we know that we have friends there that are with us. So what is Crossway gaining by being partners with us is also that uh, many of your people want, want to be a missionary but can't be a missionary. Maybe sure. because of the age, think that is it's too old now, and it's not more young people. It's not young, young a young person anymore. So you can be a missionary with us. So you are gaining by helping us to do the job in here, and and also uh, we also pray for you. It's an exchanging of prayers. Like Paul said, that he receives from the Macedonians, but he prayed for them, and and that gift comes with pray, prayer, and those who receive will pray as well. So uh, crossways also gain as we gain when you come with a mission trip, a mission group to Brazil. Uh, some of you guys have come. Uh, in the past, I hope some of you will still be coming next years when this pandemic is over. Yeah, it'd be and, great if we could do that again. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we gain a lot by by you coming because our people can see. Well, these guys they are Americans, but they serve the same God as we serve, and they work with us here. And and your young people. Also, we'll see realities here in Brazil that they can't see in America. They sure. will see people struggling. They will see people uh, doing an effort to, to have the bread, each day bread. And they will see people going without nothing and being happy. And some mm. of you take for granted that you are in a, in a rich country. And you don't see, the children don't see uh, the real struggling that other people are, are facing. So when you send young guys, uh, young people with the, the group, you gain by, they see here, and I'm sure when they go back, they are impacted. They their lives are not the same anymore. As they yeah. see people struggling and being happy and being thankful to God with little things. Yeah. Well, I hope as someone listens to this from Crossway, they feel encouraged and excited about our ability to have a partner in the gospel like you, to be able to, to support you with our finances and our prayers, to, to know that God is doing some great things across the globe. Uh, the mission of the church is going forward in other places um, in addition to Milwaukee, and that we get to be a part of that by uh, freeing you up, by meeting some of your finances to do that, by praying for you. Speaking of prayer, um, in general, what would be some of the sort of things that we could regularly be praying for you, things that you need prayer for as a family and your ministry? Uh, maybe things going on right now, but also if for maybe just generally even into the future, um, just things that normally are coming up that you could use prayer for? 
Well, I, I would ask you to, to pray for, for our health, that the Lord will keep each of us, not only us as a family, but all the group, the, the Scully team, in good health so that we can keep on doing the job. And sometimes it's very difficult to keep healthy uh, mm. these days. But, right. So please pray for protection from God that we will keep healthy. Um, also pray that the Lord will help us to attend, to respond to, to the calling, to the crying of other pastors that we want to visit, but we have not been able to, to go this last year and this year. Uh, uh, the year before and the last year. So mm -hmm. um, we want to go to several places, far away, difficult lands to, to travel by car or, or, or even to reach there by, by air. There is no way to reach this place by, by aeroplane. So we have to go by car and the roads are very dangerous. There are careless drivers in these areas. There's no good signs on the roads. The roads are not paved well. Some of them are full of, of holes and, and, and no paved. So please pray for protection that we go and we help these people and can come back without any, any problem with the car or with us in this in these roads pray that we we also will keep uh, good fellowship with those we are training they uh, we have seen that we don't god not only called us to train them but to listen to them and mm -hmm. to be a friend to them so pray that we will be uh, good listeners to these people. And I think that is what I would ask prayer in the long term. Mm. That's very good. Thank you, Nelson. And thank you again for uh, joining us. Um, I pray that those listening to this um, from Crossway are encouraged, especially I think of those who maybe haven't met you before, or we, we do regular announcements trying to, to bring to attention to the church, our various missionaries. So hopefully people that the name at least sounds familiar and they're at least generally familiar with what you do. But I, I pray that this uh, little bit of an interview here lets people know even more so that they can be more informed in their prayers and we're, we're so excited of, of what we hear of God doing through you guys and your family in Brazil. So thanks for coming on and sharing with us, Nelson. Thank you very much, Kirk. Thank you for sparing our time and, and thinking of this interviewing. I, I'm sure the Lord is going to use it to raise others to pray for this ministry and even to come and help us yeah. <laughs> personally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please give our hug to everyone, our love to everyone. And we we wish we were there and taking part of your service and listening to your preaching and being there. But we are far away. Yeah. Well, we look forward to next time you're able to visit here. Um, I think you visited like two summers ago or something like that. Or when we're able to have a visit to come out to you. 
Yeah, I hope so. 